guys, top guys. They are all mina top guys, top guys. We have top men working on it right now. Top guys, top guys. Who? Top men. Top guys, top guys. They are all mina top guys, top guys. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Top Guys Movie Podcast. We've had the last couple of weeks off, but it's finally good to be back. We are here with Marissa, our top gal, and we're talking about Christmas movies in August. Christmas in July in August. That's what we're doing. Check it out. It's a good one. Next week, I think we're going to be talking about maybe Talladega Nights and the best bits from Talladega Nights. We'll see. Stick around. Yep. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Top Guys Movie Podcast. Today we are talking about Christmas movies. We've got Christmas in July in August. Uh, I also have the top gal, the one and only top gal, Marissa, with me. Marissa, how's it going? It's going well, Jim. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited about today. Christmas uh, is my number one holiday. I'm not sure if you knew that. I did know that, and I and I specifically stayed away from one of your picks that I know you picked. Okay, fair. But I, it was going to be one of mine, but I stayed away because I was like, Marissa's definitely picking this. I know mm-hmm. this is coming up at some point during this podcast, so I'm just not going to bring it up. Thank you. I appreciate that. I was wondering, especially if we had other hats in the ring, how many times we would overlap. So I really appreciate you thinking ahead. Well, that's what I do. I think yes. ahead. <laughs> fair. So, so we were supposed to do our Christmas in July episode. Uh, everyone was going on vacation and out of town and starting new jobs and doing all this crazy stuff. So we had to push it into August. Um, but I'm still considering this a Christmas in July simply because that is the expression that everyone knows. Yeah, but, of course. But we're, we're doing it in July and we haven't done a... We haven't, this is our first podcast in a couple of weeks. So it's good to be back. It is good to be back. I'm excited. I was ready to rock and roll a couple weeks ago, but again, life got in the way, and I cannot wait to kind of dive into these Christmas memories and amazing moments with you, Jim. I actually have a couple of games to play really quickly before you get started. Oh, I love it. We've got games? Yeah, we, I've got, got a, we got I got, I got one line item I got to hit before we hit the games. Okay, go for it. All right. So this is something that I don't, you know, I don't really express this around Christmas time. It's, it's just not, it's inappropriate. Nobody, nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> uh oh. But lay it on me. I have a love-hate relationship with Christmas. Tell me that I, you know, I don't bring it up, and it's, it's. I mean, the main reason is, is I hate people. Yes. I mean, as everyone sure. knows, I'm a. I Who doesn't? Do not, I do not like people, and there just are too many people too close to me. Yeah. At all times, I feel like there are people on top of me at all times at Christmas. My shoulders are up to my ears. Yes. Um, whether you're on a plane or in a store, especially with COVID now. Yep. You know, it's just a nightmare. I don't like it. The other thing is, why do I got to buy everyone a gift? Jim, first of all, you have a thousand people in your family, and that's Correct. just that Irish um, that Irish family unit. I mean, Mexicans have the same thing, too. But you Catholic, have... Catholic, you can't use condoms or birth control when you're, when you're Catholic. <laughs> this is the problem, and mm. this is why we hate Christmas, all the shopping. It's too much. This is what I'm saying. Look, here's this is what my dad started doing which is just you give everybody a crisp $20 bill and call it a day oh that's great I love that idea but I also think it would be better if like everyone understood it was implicitly understood that the the amount of money I give you is directly related to how much I like you or or the role that you play in my life so if you get a $5 bill from me we're we're not very close right what's that tell us the scale like the low and the high 
like the people that I work with, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe a crisp five dollar bill, maybe a lottery ticket. To be honest with you, lottery because, ticket for sure. Because I don't think about them. They're not. They could leave the job at any minute. It wouldn't matter to me unless you've got like a work bestie. That's a different. Maybe ten dollars at that point. A crisp. A cri- oh, the, right from the bank. Crisp. Crisp. <laughs> Very crisp. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't tell how many bills are there. You have to, like, really get greasy fingers and rub it yep. together to make sure it's just one. Yep. Um, $20 to every family member. Okay. Maybe what if mommy- you? What if you don't like the family member? Oh, 10 Okay, so $10. Uh, like, terrible family member is equivalent to work bestie. Oh, well, then, that's a 10 That's a tenner. That's either, uh, if it's a terrible relative, like... You know, Uncle Dave, who touched me in his naked puzzle mm-hmm. basement when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Five. That, m- maybe a lottery ticket. You know, if you're feeling, <laughs> if you've been to therapy and you're feeling forgiving, maybe yep. a lottery ticket. Understood. Okay. But if you're if you're getting a hundred dollar bill from me, I mean that's that's your I know, kid. I know that they say money can't buy you love, but th- that's the representation right there, right? You know what I'm saying it's a direct factor of how much you mean to that person for yeah, sure. The, the kids get a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the parents do if they're whatever if they're nice people. You know, maybe maybe a, 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 my sister might. I like really like yeah. my sister. My brothers yeah. might get a ten, but you know. <laughs> wait, wait. Let's just back up. So I've had an argument in my family for many years about cash versus gift card versus a crisp one hundred dollar bill. You wouldn't give her like a gift certificate or card to a place that she really loved. I feel like cash is king. Fair. You know, I feel Fair. like people don't want to you to tell them where to spend their money. What if it's like a Tiffany & Co. or like a Nordstrom where you're going to spend money there and it's yeah, just going to take a little chunk out of that bill? But everybody, here's a, having a little cash in your wallet, which nobody does anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's got cards. So having just a little bit of cash in your wallet, it's nice. You know, you True. pull it out when you need it. Maybe you got to maybe you got to valet the car one time. Maybe you got to do this when you got to do that. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's nice to have a little cash in there just for tips for something, right? Fair. So, so given cash, is, what are you going to do? You can't pull out your fucking... Home Depot gift card when no you know when you're trying to grease the wheels at the with the major D at the restaurant. You know? <laughs> I guess you're right. I, I'm thinking about it. You're thinking about it from like a dude's perspective, and I'm thinking about it as this cream that makes me look ten years younger is two hundred dollars. Oh. If I could, you know, if I could get it at half price with that crisp one hundred dollar bill, I'm so winning. You're, so you're saying you wouldn't buy it normally, but if someone gave you a gift card for it or something, you would probably go and get it. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Well, I mean, look, to each his own. I'm not thinking about creams and lotions. I'm a guy. <laughs> I, ne- I never put a cream or a lotion on. Maybe in the shower. You I might. know you put that cream and lotion on, Jim. I got no creams, no lotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe on my head when I shave it, but that's mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. All right. So the point being, also, I feel like we live in a time of abundance. Really giving sure. people things feels obscene a little bit at, yeah. at Christmas time. Like, we should really be out there volunteering or giving back to the poor or... You know, doing something to make us to make us feel good. That's really what right. we should be doing. But none of us do that. No. Um, we might give our leftovers from a nice meal we have out on the way home when we're driving home. Stop at a homeless guy. Here, here's half of a pork shank. Wow, that's very generous. Well, I'm I mean, just chugging wine and like throwing my leftover food right down the disposal. <laughs> a piece of shit. <laughs> well, we like to take the kids out and show them that there that there's yeah. a you know there's another side of life. It isn't all just swim pools and movie stars around here. <laughs> All right, th- that's my line item. That's I just had to get that off my chest. I'll, okay. I'll never, I'll never say that in December. I'll never say it around my kids. Yep. But for the most part, Christmas can be uh, a very deep, dark burden. Um, yeah. Um, I have a friend who you know also feels the same way. It's like all of the shopping that they have to do, all of the like 
obligation of like parties um rapping they hate rapping baking they hate baking having to go out and socialize and of course i'm the literal opposite i'm like let's go september 1 i get that pep in my step and i am ready counting down the the days and the hours to christmas you, so you you love it so much all right well let's i want to play this game i don't know what it is we haven't sure. prepped for this game at all but i crush games so i know i know you're gonna love this all right. so i was actually doing a little bit of research i'm getting in the mood because you know i love christmas and um it, it kind of went down this random thread about christmas songs and instead of like our most beloved christmas songs these are the most hated christmas songs so i'm going to go down this little short list here and you're going to tell me yes no and kind of why you pick 100 let's do this okay the number five song santa baby oh that's my number one song i hate that song so (laughs) much it's gross Yep. And I don't, I don't like the little, I'm a stupid baby. And I just want to have <laughs> It's Santa. the worst. It Ugh. is the worst. As a woman, I'm like, who the hell are you? Get a job. Read a book. Go do what you got to do to support yourself, girl. And you don't it's need not, Tiffany's for it's sucking just, D. It's, Get out of here. It's not, it's not just that. It's just, it's the cloying. And also how much it's played. It's like constantly. It's terrible. They love it. They love to play it. And I'm like, if I heard Oh Holy Night as much as I heard Santa <laughs> Baby, I'd be a happier man. Anyway, go ahead. Yes. Okay. Next. All I want for Christmas is you. I mean, it's overplayed, but mm-hmm. out of the latter day, more modern Christmas songs, yeah. it's it's a absolute banger. It hits it yeah. slaps and it's great i don't know how people can hate this song i don't get it either i mean it, uh, people hate it because it's just it's constantly on it, but it's it's, it's great i'll, I'll it, listen to it a hundred times a day and i'd be fine i don't mind it that's the yeah. thing it, it comes on you put the you put the christmas xm channel on or whatever in the house it's gonna come on if you leave it on for a couple of hours it's gonna come on four or five times yeah like yeah. probably and Probably. every single time, and every single time I go there, you go, Mariah, do your thing. Yeah, always. Funny story about that. Um, I went to New York recently, and we went to the. Well, this is pre-COVID. Recently, being like the last time I was a human being, you know, person. <laughs> so it had feelings and thoughts and did things. <laughs> but we went to New York, and uh, we went to the Empire State Building. Just went to the top to check out the sights, and. Of course, I'm like dragging my feet. I'm trying to like drink drinks. I'm taking forever to get to the Empire State Building. We get there and the gal at the front desk says, oh, you just missed Mariah Carey. She was performing for like the NBC, whatever they were taping. You missed her by five minutes. And of course, like ever from now for the rest of my life, I will completely regret taking forever to bogart my drink <laughs> missing yeah. Mariah you're, Carey. You're going to be laying on your deathbed going, Mariah! <laughs> I could have seen Mariah! <laughs> Literally. Who were you with? Uh, Jeff. Oh, well, yes. see. Yeah, that, that sucks. You guys were so close! So close! It would have been a Christmas miracle, but no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next song. Yes. Uh, the Christmas Shoes. I, I have no idea what that is. I've never heard of the Christmas shoes before. Neither have I, but apparently it's about some boy whose mom is, you know, not going to make it through the night. And oh, so, exactly, right? So then he needs money or he's praying for money for Jesus to give his mom new shoes. I, I It sounds terrible to me. I mean, pray but, for a cure. Don't pray for shoes. Fair. Well, when she meets Jesus, she or he wants the mom to look beautiful. 
for Jesus. Gee, oh my right? gosh, that's a nightmare. Why would anyone who wrote this song, Eddie Carswell and Leonard Alstrom? <laughs> it's, this, I don't know. This sounds like some rednecky like shit. I think it yeah. is. Yeah, I this is one is. of those like tearjerker rednecky songs. I no, I this is something that I would listen to and be like, oh, maybe I like this song, and get about halfway through and be like, you see, she's been sick for quite a while. <laughs> And I know these shoes would make her smile. And I want her to look beautiful if mama meets Jesus tonight. I would be like, no. no Absolutely no, no, not. No, no, no. I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Two more. Okay. So this next one, I don't understand this, but you can tell me. Old Lang Sign. That's not really a Christmas song. It's more of a New Year's song. I agree, but it was lumped in to this, this Reddit thread that I found. And people really hate this song. Well, I think people hate New Year's, and I think that's okay, but they're dead wrong about Old Lang Syne. It, is a, it absolutely slaps. It's a banger, and, yep. and I love it. The melody of it is great. The way it makes you feel yes. kind of nostalgic and sad at the same time, I love it. A thousand percent. Do you remember that scene in the Sex and the City movie? Can we say that on this podcast? What, Sex and the City movie? Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe so, unless we we can't put any clips of... Uh, SJP talking. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Well, in the in the movie when she's running down the street, like trying to get to Miranda, who's feeling down and out. Yes. When that song is playing, I cry I, like a single tear. It's yes. so beautiful. It's a beautiful song. It's sad but not sad at the mm-hmm. same time. It's hopeful, got a great melody. Optimistic. And exactly. It's hopeful. It's optimistic, but it's also like but also sad. Yeah, but also like, oh yeah, last year that that was terrible, and I'm yeah. getting old, and I'm getting older. I'll probably die soon. All when that you're stuff. closer to death. Yes. Yeah. So, bottom line, we love it, and yes. this is the last song, and this was really surprising to me because I kind of love this song. Wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> this is the Paul McCartney song. <laughs> yes. Where he where he literally found a synthesizer keyboard and just was like, let me press all the buttons on here and make a Christmas song. Yes. And I'm like, is this song terrible? And I just love Paul McCartney and the Beatles so much that it's I can't even see the forest through the trees? Or is this Paul, terrible? Paul got to a point in his career at some point where he was like, I can just find a phrase, Paul McCartney-ize it, <laughs> say yep. it over and over and over again, and it'll be a hit. And he did that with this song. And I mean, hey, look, it's a Christmas classic. It's stuck. It stood the test of time. I guess some people like it because they keep playing it, but I don't like it because it feels like... For, oh, it's difficult. When it's a Beatle, you're like, dude, you could have done better. You yeah, I, I mean? guess you're right. Like, I, so, you're this right. Is, so This Is Christmas by John Lennon. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is I like that song more because it's sad and it's weird, and I like sad, weird songs. Yep. And the whole, simply having a wonderful, wonderful Christmas time. But it, I don't know, that kind of it's okay because it's in the background. It doesn't really earworm you that way. But yeah. it also reminds me of, uh, remember that time I bought you, uh, did you get it? <laughs> <laughs> I bought you a bottle of sparkling apple cider. Uh, apple juice. Apple juice. Did you get it? Yeah. I sent a bottle of sparkling apple juice juice to your house did you get it he just kind of like wrote a sentence and then just said it over and over again until they were done all right yes (laughs) i guess you're right all right well um that was handedly number one i was shocked i i love your feedback and uh i like no santa baby is and then there's also uh baby it's cold outside which is is the the rapiest song of all time very rapey that was on the list 
Yeah, so. and Bill Cosby could write a million songs, and any of those songs would be less rapey than <laughs> that song that was written in the 30s. <laughs> oh my god yeah. an actual rapist could write a song and it wouldn't be as rapey as that song so fair fair so i think that should take number one. Oh, i mean number one and number two in my book is santa baby and baby it's cold outside and with paul and mccarty that, bring it up the rear and then three. paul mccarty <laughs> bring it up the rear number three i feel like there's a lot more in there that i don't like but i don't i, I i'm not going to go through the whole christmas carol thing. Nah. what all right what's your number one christmas carol Oh, um, oh, ooh, I really like Oh Holy Night. Oh, bitch stole my look. Really? That's yours? That's my number one Christmas song of all time, Oh Holy Night. There is no discussion. It yeah. is the best Christmas song You ever. drop that mic, that crusted diamond mic, whenever that comes on. It's oh, yeah. Guys, gals, little children, old, like, choirs, like, old people choirs, like, it's just beautiful. It's However... St- yeah. Go go ahead. Well, it starts out so unassuming, you know. The, oh, holy night. Mm-hmm. Right? And you're like, and then you, and then it, it fucking, when it when the beat drops and you, and you get, fall. fall. Yes. 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 Like, what are we doing? I'll do whatever you tell me to do, baby <laughs> <Right>? Jesus. Eight <laughs> pound. <laughs> like five five ounce. ounce. Baby Jesus. <laughs> Doesn't know anything yet. Just <laughs> sitting in his manger. Exactly. Yes. Number one. I like to think of Jesus as uh, singing lead vocals for Leonard Skinner. <laughs> and I'm in the front row and I'm hammered. <laughs> so good. Yeah. It's amazing. We got to we gotta breach that subject at some point, too. I could do a Will Ferrell week, to be honest with you. Hey, I think it's something to Will put on the list. Will Ferrell week. Boom. Get some. I just came up with the best idea for the podcast yet. <laughs> Ever. This is what I do, Marissa. I'm an ideas man. I thrive I... on enthusiasm. All right. We need to get into honorable sure. mentions. Um, I've extended my honorable mentions a little bit because there's less people. Sure. Um, but I'm not going to get deep into any of them. I just, I, I'll rattle them off. But you you should jump into your honorable mentions because you are the top gal and because you are newer to the podcast. So that means you go first. Okay. Hit, well, hit me with them. Should I do bang, bang, bang? Or are we alternating? I mean, no, no, no. Uh, on the... <laughs> I know that this is we we discover this every week, uh, on the, <laughs> literally every time. <laughs> on the honorable mentions, we do bang bang bang, and then okay. on the top picks, we go back and forth. Okay, all right. All right. So honorable mention, bang bang bang. We have a Christmas story. Oh, I think TBS or TNT or whatever it was just kind of like jammed it down my throat so much that it's honorable mention for me. Love well, it. I think they play it back to back all yeah. day on yeah. TNT or whatever. So you, you can, everyone's kind of flipped into it at some point in the movie or other. Yeah. But there's a couple things about that one that like, I will never look at the word fragile and not say <laughs> fragile. Must yes. be Italian. <laughs> my dad says that to this day yeah. once a week. Yeah. I will say fragile instead of fragile for the rest of my life. Thank you, yep. that movie. And then I'll say fudge too. Oh, fudge. Um, oh yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Christmas story. Next one. The original cartoon, The Grinch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, the original classic. Yeah. Of course. With Boris Karloff. Karloff? Yikes. It, it is Boris Karloff. You are Karloff. correct. And I was just going to say, I watched Gran Torino for the first time a couple weeks ago. Because <laughs> you know you th- me. What did you think of Clint Eastwood's song at the end? Uh, it was all right. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, I'm going to stop everything I'm doing and, you know, just learn it and love it. But I, I just was thinking... 
as I was writing this list of the Grinch cartoon, it's basically Gran Torino. Flip the script a little bit with him like sacrificing himself at the end, and you pretty much got the same the same movie. Yes, he's uh, Gran Torino. Clint Eastwood kind of he kind of plays the Grinch in all of his latter day movies. <laughs> yeah, even his movies, even the spaghetti westerns, he's still the Grinch. Um, in some way, shape, or form, where he's a bah humbug, but he kind of does the right thing at the end. Yeah. That's, that seems to be, uh, that's a very uh, astute observation, Marissa. Well done. Oh, thank you. And I love how you kind of worked in that word astute. Um, it's pretty impressive. I was kind of going back and forth, um, but this is, whether it's top three or honorable mention, this is, this is Elf. I had that one of my honorable mentions too. It I feel like it's creeping towards top pick territory. Yes, it's um, right there. John Favreau, I don't think gets enough credit as a director. I think he's very, very good um, in everything that he directs, and this one in particular is great. Yes, and I was watching a special on Elf, and it said that uh, this was John's first big chance at directing. Yeah. Like it was Elf first, and then came everything else. Right. So this was his first big chance, and he knocked it out of the park. Will Ferrell killed it. And what I love about this too is kind of the third character of New York City. I, I just yeah. love seeing New York dressed up at Christmas, and the skating, and the food, and the trees, and the lights. It's just beautiful. Love Elf. The only thing about that movie that gets me nowadays, and I, I the hmm. older I get, the more I think about this, is just like Will Ferrell's probably fifty when they filmed that movie, probably, and Zoe Deschanel's probably like sixteen. Oh, is, <laughs> this was like, again like one of her first parts. She's maybe twenty-one to twenty-two, right? <laughs> and she's Will Ferrell's love interest. In. Absolutely it's just, not. I, it's just I, I, it would have been for me. I feel like it would have been more believable, but also you had to find someone who had a really nice voice. Yeah, uh, Zoe Deschanel does to sing "Baby." Uh, Version. To sing, well, yes, she sings the rapey version, but also at the very end where she stands up on the thing and oh. starts singing Jingle Bells or whatever to get to get to give Santa the the Christmas cheer that he needs to keep the it's sleigh up. Santa Claus is coming to town, and you call this one of your top picks. I'm so you know what I mean. I wasn't sure if it was Jingle Bells, Santa, but it was one of the ones that I don't like. I don't really like Jingle <laughs> Bells or Santa Claus is coming to town. They're pretty basic. They're very basic. I don't do basic. Nah. I'm, a top, I'm a top guy. <laughs> well, give me your top uh, honorable mention, please. Uh, all right, honorable mentions coming in hot, hot, and I'm, I picked more than three, and I don't care. Go for it. So I'm sticking. I'm just gonna go through all of these. If you if you like what you hear, Marissa, hit me with a hold on, Jim. We got to stop and talk about that one. Okay. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yep. Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> Die Hard. Oh, okay. Yep. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Clearly. Krampus. I've never seen that. Oh, it's so good. Do you like scary movies? I love scary movies. Dude, you gotta watch Krampus. Is Krampus awesome? Well, it's Krampus, but yeah, it's it is it's awesome. <laughs> so it's like uh, I don't know if you've seen that episode of The Office where Dwight they do Shrewd Christmas. <laughs> yeah, and he, he yes. does Belschnickel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Belschnickel is sort of a, a combination of of Black Peter and Santa Claus. He's like this. He he decides if you're impish or admirable. Is this a German thing? It's German, yes. I, I don't think I ran into this in my Catholic Mexican Christmases, and I have nothing to <laughs> reference. I've never heard this before in my life. It's like, hey, you're going to go to hell, or Jesus loves you, and here's your candy. Like, there's no in between. Um, okay, my final top pick, or my, I'm not my top pick, sorry. My final honorable mention is Gremlins. Oh, oh. Well, 
go for it. Continue. Gremlins is a very dark movie, and if I've if I've established anything over the course of this podcast and the tenure of our friendship, is that I like dark, sad, weird, strange things, mm-hmm. and you cannot ask for a darker, sadder, weirder Christmas movie than Gremlins. You've got you've got a cute little mogwai. Yep. You get him wet; these gross things <laughs> pop out of his back and tear up the town. And, and the story that Phoebe Cates tells in it about her dad dying in the chimney and stuff—I mean, oh, this is yeah. this is a kids' movie with a lot of adult shit in it that really probably shouldn't have been there. But I saw this movie when I was like—I think it came out in like '84, '85. I think I mm-hmm. saw it like in '86 when it came out on VHS. Mm-hmm. I was seven or something when it came out. Yeah, way too young to watch a movie like that. But it, but this was a—you know—I was watching thriller, and my parents were like, "I'm sure it's fine." Uh, <laughs> no, it scares me. Even it's this. not like, Gremlins. Gremlins two. Even weirder and even a little bit scarier. Well, I'm with you. I mean, I got, I had no idea what they were talking about in the movie, but the gremlins scared the shit out of me. And so yeah. that's pretty much scarred me for life, and I can't really go back there. So it, it's a thing. Yeah. Well, then, I, well, here's the thing. What I love about Krampus is <laughs> that um, it doesn't do that. It's not, um, I don't know, it's like psychologically scarring. It doesn't get as deep. You know, no one's telling stories about their dad dying in the chimney on Christmas. Yeah, there. that's real. It, and it's you know, well, yeah, it's like it's literally just people who are being dicks, and then Krampus comes and takes their asses out. <laughs> really? So Krampus is like a murderer? Oh, Krampus will yeah, he'll cut your throat. Krampus oh. does not. Krampus does not fuck around. Krampus oh. is is not Black Peter. He's not he's not a gremlin. He's like a big evil spirit that wants to eat your face off. I had no idea. Well, I can't wait to watch it. Maybe tonight. Oh, you should. I mean, if you're if you're going to Christmas in July and August, it then. <laughs> I don't see what else, what my alternative is. Krampus is the way to go. All right, we got to move on to top picks. Okay. Here's, here's the deal. Oh, dude, we're, we're, we're killing the timing right now, Marissa. I love it. Okay. Hit me with number three top pick. Marissa, go. Love Actually, Jim. Yeah, I knew that was coming. That's why I didn't pick it. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's the New York Yankees of romantic comedies at Christmas. You've got everyone. You've got. It's, it's a murderer's row of, <laughs> of great Christmas stuff. Exactly. Hugh Grant, Colin Firth. I mean, just pick one of those and I'll watch whatever movie that guy's in. And then the fact that you have both of them and Emma Thompson, Alan Rickman, Karen Knightley, Martin Freeman, Mr. Bean. I mean, just, I don't even have to go Mr. on. Bean. Who's the guy that sings, uh, I feel it in my fingers? Oh, yes. Um, Bill. Bill Nye. Yes. Yeah. He's fantastic. And I so love great. him and his manager's relationship in it, too. It's so oh adorable. Oh, my God. I love it, too. And what I love about this movie, people were hating on it there. There was, like, a counterculture, like, you know what? This movie isn't the best. It's the worst. And this is why there's, like, cheating and um, it doesn't end all happy. Some people don't really get that beautiful you know, Christmas ending. They're, like, fat shaming. And you know what? I counter... And they say, that's life. Sometimes you're a little bit bigger than your friend over there. And you know what? Sometimes people sleep with their bosses. Who hasn't? I mean, not me, but you know, who hasn't? <laughs> so right. it's just like, you know, I, I love the reality of it. And, you know, hey, Christmas in 2004, if you're crying about that, welcome to Christmas 2020 or Christmas 2021. And shut the fuck up. Like, there's there's worse things happening than this movie. So yeah. I Wait, who's fat shaming? Is it the is it the girl that uh, Squinty guy falls in love with? Uh, Hugh Grant. Yeah. Yes, Natalie. He's Natalie. Like, 
I think she's gorgeous. People she's think she's beautiful. Fat. Yeah, I remember um, the one of her one of his um, I guess members on his staff is like the one with the big thighs or however she says it. And they're like, he's like, oh, oh, no, no, no. She goes, oh, Natalie, the chubby girl. And then Hugh Grant says, ooh, would we call her chubby? And then yeah. she goes, oh, yes, sizable ass, huge thighs. <laughs> and of course, I laughed, but I guess that's just not okay to say in this day and age. But it isn't really. No. <laughs> it's not at all. But it's it's just, it's a laugh, I guess. I, I I agree. I don't care about any of that controversial shit. Fuck those people. I think uh, Love Actually is a good movie, and mm-hmm. I my, of course Sam watches it every Christmas, and I'm Have right to. there, right there by her watching this damn movie. She's crying. <laughs> I'm laughing. Yeah, it's it's great. And of course, you know, anyone's gonna look big next to Kira Knightley. Okay, that's just <laughs> she is skin and bones, skin and actual bones. Yes. I've never seen anyone skinnier than Kira Knightley. Her head looks like a skull with hair on it. I know, but she's so beautiful. Yeah, she's got that weird mouth. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't. Kira Knightley is everything that I aspire to be and look like in my life. And if I never stopped eating again until I died of anorexia, I would never be that skinny. Well, she's born. You know, maybe they're born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> she, she's she's born with it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for sure she's born with it. Anyway. Anyway. Number two. Let's hear it. Number two is Home Alone. Uh, again, knew that was coming, so did not pick it. <laughs> Jim, you know me too well. I do. Well, I know you love Christmas, and I know the Christmas movies you love. So Yes. Um, it's I'm a, excited for your top pick, because... It, you shouldn't be. Okay. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what it is. Um, yeah, so Home Alone, so amazing. Let me just tell you, Jim, because I don't I even think we need to like dive into the specifics of Home Alone. Everyone's seen this movie. Sure. When you're in second grade, and you're the same age as Macaulay Culkin, and this movie drops, this is... The end-all be-all of second grade 1990. Like, this is it. Like, if you didn't see Home Alone 15 times in the theater, what are you even doing? What are you doing with your life? If you don't know every single word to it, get out. Like, we're not friends. It was just, it was huge on the playground, second grade. Huge. Yeah, Home Alone (laughs) was big. Funny. And the fact that Joe Pesci took this role is just telling. And I just, I, I, (laughs) I, I really, yeah. Uh, he literally is playing every single like uh, Goodfellas character that he's ever played, but he's robbing a house at Christmas time. Like he's right. not making any changes in his character. <laughs> he's like, "Yo, you think I'm amusing? Do I look like a clown to you? Get him, Kevin!" You know, it's literally the same character. <laughs> it's just an amalgam of every character yes. he's ever played. And then let's talk about just how amazing John Candy is. As oh, the Kenosha yeah. Kickers. The, the Kenosha Kickers. Polka. Yeah. Polka, polka, polka. <laughs> we had polka, polka, polka. We had polka your face off. We had polka till you drop. You don't... Exactly. These are songs. These yeah. are songs. Really big in Sheboygan. Sheboygan. It's it's so amazing. I love this guy. God bless his soul. Ah, John Candy. Well, Marissa, we were supposed to switch back and forth, but we kept going down your, down your list. So oh. let, let's just keep going down your list. Let's hit number I- one. I w- I'm dying to know what it is. I don't think I do know what it is, but I'm, I'm ready to hear it. Okay. So I, I thought Him Alone was going to be number one, but this one I was really going through the quotable quotes, um, the feeling that I get when I watch it, and, you know, it's completely universal throughout my entire family. Number one on the Hernandez family list, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Ah, uh, yes. 
Yes, yes. Hey, Santa Claus. Hey, Santa Claus. Hey, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> you know where I'm going. Hey, Santa Claus. Anyway, Clark Griswold. Yes. I, I just can't. Everything that he does is amazing. And he's such an asshole in real life, apparently. He I, is, yeah. I can't get my brain around that. But um, this was his, I think this was his last funny movie. Really? I, I guess you're think- right. I don't think he made a funny movie after this. This was his last really funny movie. And I also think John Hughes wrote this script or directed it. Yes, he did. He, and he was, wrote it. This was one of his last movies, too. So that iconic pairing of, of Chase and Hughes uh, really, went out, really went out with a bang on this one. Um, mm-hmm. er, everything from the shitter's full to, <laughs> yes. <laughs> to the, the lights that uh, keep knocking out Julia Wee dreyfus and her douchey yucky oh boyfriend. Oh my gosh, Margot and yeah. Todd. Margot and Todd. <laughs> so amazing. Such great names. I, I still say... Every, it doesn't even matter if it's Christmas time or not. If I'm talking, if I'm talking to someone and I and I don't really care for them, and maybe I'm hosting a party, I go, "Can I get you anything? A beer, <laughs> a soda? Take you out the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? Leave him for dead? <laughs> <laughs> it's so great! It's so great! It's um, very good. It is uh, very very good. Everything about it. I don't even know if we need to dive in deeper, but we oh, don't. oh, one thing, oh. one thing, we can't leave without saying this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Quaid. Oh, what he yeah. brings to this movie? Yes, I don't think it would be the same without him. Like I would say, this was his last funny movie too. But he was hilarious in Independence Day. So oh yeah, well he's playing again like Joe Pesci, the same character over and over and over again. Crazy, crazy guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. Bingo. Yep, bingo. Yep. So those that, are mine, Jim. Hopefully you liked them. That if not, is my my pride and joy. Snots. <laughs> <laughs> Go and get you something to eat. <laughs> Oh, he'll hock up that bone soon enough, Clark. (laughs) Don't let him drink all the water. The tree will dry up. Little tree water's not going to hurt him. (laughs) (laughs) My number three, Edward Scissorhands. Oh, okay. You're thinking outside of the box. Yes. Outside of my... uh, And then a couple of fun facts about Edward Scissorhands. Here's one that kind of blew me away. They wanted Tom Cruise to play Edward Scissorhands. Oh, no. Can you imagine? That movie would have sucked. Yes. <laughs> and I love Tom Cruise. Yeah. But that movie was... It had, to, it had to be Johnny Depp. He was born to play that role. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine anyone else in that role. Um, also, that subdivision, that weird, crazy subdivision is yeah. real. It's in Tampa, Florida. It would and, be. And they went in and they just asked people if they could like paint their houses or change this thing or that thing. Really? And everyone was like, sure, yeah, no problem. And they just went in and like did a minor touch-up and they changed it into that like 1950s no. art deco. Not even art deco. It's like, I don't know, nuclear age weirdness um, that, that they had going on there. insane. And people were just like, oh, yeah, go ahead and just change my entire aesthetic of my home. Yes. Crazy. <laughs> I would be like, absolutely not. Pedro just like painted my entire house this beautiful, like, ecru color, and I, I, I don't even know what you're talking about, Danny well, I'm Elfman. Sh- I'm sure they got paid to paint it back after okay, they left. Right, but, the, right. but the neighborhood still exists. People still live there. It's not some sort of abandoned place or a movie set. It still oh. exists and it still is there. I love that fun fact, Jim. That is a fun fact. So if you are a huge Edward Scissorhands fan like I am, you can uh, you can maybe go there someday on a trip. To Tampa, Florida. Beautiful downtown Tampa, Florida. <laughs> no, I, love I love it. That. As, I love it as Edward says a hands. <laughs> um, so the other thing I liked is that the movie only happened because Diane Weist loved the script oh. so much 
and she championed it. And because she's so respect, respected in the industry, it got funded. So interesting. Tim Bur- yeah, Tim Burton was coming off of Batman. He had a lot of you know, I can do whatever I want. You know, big dick energy coming out of that. Yeah. And you know, the studio wanted him to do a million different things, and he was like, I want to do Edward Scissorhands, and they're like, This is the goofiest fucking script I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. No way. And then Diane Weiss somehow. Got, got our hands on it was like this is awesome and I want to do this and how do we do it and then as soon as she started saying that studios were like okay let's do it wow I had no idea yeah so thank you Diane Weist yet again yes. for, for again, being amazing for killing it in all ways god we need to do a Diane Weist episode we too we do I love her she's so good oh she is I know um, <laughs> alright number two very obvious but this this is the movie that makes me think of Christmas and I like to eat a little ice cream. Uh-huh. I like to put it on the TV. Mm-hmm. Maybe make myself a, a whiskey drink afterwards. Sure. It's a Wonderful Life. I've never seen this movie. Oh my God, Marissa. You are a disgrace to everything Christmas. <laughs> I can't believe you've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. I don't know what to tell you. I think that I was really concentrating and honing in on National Lampoon's Vacation <laughs> and Home Alone. Uh, and- Clarence, Clarence, we've got we've to get back to Suzu's Petals, Clarence. That's my Jimmy Stewart. Oh, um, see, I wouldn't know what you're doing. It's, it tell is, me. it famously bombed at the box office. That its copyright lapsed in 1974, meaning anyone could show it royalty free. Oh, so okay. all these all these local stations across the country started putting on "It's a Wonderful Life" after you know that you know the Indian symbol at the end of the broadcast day. They'd go, "Oh, we'll just put <laughs> we'll just put on It's a Wonderful Life," and wow. so they started they started doing. It. People started watching it up late at night. They'd watch it and go, "Damn, that was pretty good." And then it just word of mouth, other stations were like, "It's free. Why don't we play it?" Yeah. Um, so they just kept playing and playing. It just become this became this beloved thing. Wow, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, and then it, it I think that someone recopyrighted it in like '94. So between '74 and '94, it just played all the time, royalty free. Now when they play it, they have to pay some sort of small fee to whatever movie studio owns it. Right. Well, meanwhile, they're just cash cow, just completely racking in all of those dollar dollar bills everyone loves this movie isn't it one of those ones that comes on like right after the sound of music it's like bam bam it's like those are the classics abc seven o'clock either not the point um <laughs> final movie marissa back me up on this okay. Scro- scrooged <gasps> oh my goodness fair <laughs> i mean it is it's a remake of the most christmas thing possible yes but done with bill mary who i yes. could literally watch read the phone book yeah but he's so funny in this movie, and everything he does, the whole Carol Kane scene where they're beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. I laugh at that every single time. Where it's like, your cheeks are all rosy, and your eyes are as bright as stars. <laughs> he's like, bitch hit me with a toaster. <laughs> yes, I'm shocked at the number one. I mean, it makes sense, knowing you, but fair. This is my, this is my Christmas Island movie so if someone was like you're going to an island for the rest of your life you can only mm-hmm. watch one movie and it has to be a christmas movie yeah a thousand percent it's scrooged if that's fair love no. love love scrooge it is it is my favorite uh i was reading some fun facts about it too so bill mary prior to scrooged took off four years like self-imposed exile from the movie industry he just said fuck it i'm not going to do this mm-hmm. for a while i don't know if i'll ever come back mm-hmm. and he came back for this. And if you're placing bets on something working or not working on the charisma and likability of Bill Mary, yeah. you are going to bet high and you are going to win big. Yep, always. I mean, he can't do 
any really really any wrong if you ask me unless it's like on a personal level and it's you know current times right. but back in the day absolutely not i mean maybe garfield but <laughs> so, i enjoyed that even a little bit yeah well i mean <laughs> i mean come on it's bill Murray. <laughs> um another fun fact carol kane was really hitting bill a lot of times in that movie mm. so she showed up and was in a crazy carol kane funk or something she's literally like wailing on each other <laughs> and i love the whole stooges thing with the poking of the eyes and all that stuff it's <laughs> yeah. just just amazing and then buster poindexter is the cab driver uh goes to christmas past oh right yeah. oh jim that's a great one i don't know why i didn't really think about these well you know what i did my research marissa that's what i do oh yeah that's, that's why they call me the top guy i used to be two top guys it used to be me and guardy guardy's dead to me now so it's just me i hope that he's truly not actually dead to you but. No, he's not. He's not. But he's. I don't know what it is. He's got scheduling problems. He's got one. So that's fair. We'll see if we can get him on the next one. Marissa, any ideas for the next podcast? I got nothing. Ooh, um, we could dive into one of the Will Ferrell items, or we could do a Will Ferrell. Tough guys, tough guys. They owe me now. Tough guys, tough guys. We have top men working on it right now. Tough guys, tough guys. Who? deep into the weeds yeah we don't have to be saying everything we want to say every week you know what we got another podcast next week we'll see yeah. again all right well that sounds good how do we right. like sign off christmasy um i'll say bah humbug for the top guys podcast <laughs> this is your uh your scroogey host jim davis and I'm Marissa C. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Feliz Navidad, Malikalikilaka. <laughs> Adios. Tough guys, tough guys, they owe me now. Tough guys, tough guys. We have top men working on it right now. Tough guys, tough guys. Who? Top men. Tough guys, tough guys, they owe me now. Tough guys, tough guys.